Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am so excited for today's episode. As you know, most of the episodes I do are kind of solo training, solo episodes. We got a special treat here for you today because I've got none other than Mr. Jay Connor. If you're not familiar with Jay, you should be because this is all about how to raise capital. And Jay has this completely dialed in. In fact, he is the private money authority. He's an active real estate investor. He's been doing this stuff since I believe 2003. He's done a gazillion deals. He's raised tons and tons of money. In fact, Jay was smart. He got started raising money. It took me a long time to clue into that. He clued into it right from the get-go. He's an author, best-selling author. He's got a great book, Where to Get the Money Now. And he teaches and trains people and helps people to raise private money. There are millions of real estate investors out there, and most are stuck with just a couple of properties. They want financial freedom, but their small portfolio ends up costing them more in time, effort, and money than it's worth. Getting out of the rat race seems harder than ever. This show will help you do more deals, better deals, and bigger deals. Finally, you'll be able to reach your income and lifestyle goals. How? By attracting and leveraging private money partners and their capital. Now get ready to raise more money because here's your host, Dave Dubow. Absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And I tell you, it's always such a great conversation with you because we approach this thing of raising private money the same the same exact way that the, the, the same kind of mindset. Yeah, uh, we have a process in place. In other words, we just don't shoot from the hip. That's right. We're it's there's a lot of synergy here, and I love your unique twist on things, your unique take on things. And what I want to talk about, let's let's really kind of dive in deep here today on the whole idea of authority. So, you know, your tagline is you're the private money authority. And I always tell people, you know, in order for somebody to invest with you, in order for you to get a private lender, that person, if they're going to put in 50 or 100 grand or whatever it is with you in your deal, they need to know you. They need to like you and they need to trust you with their money. So how about if we talk about that last part, that trust factor and how, you know, we can build ourselves up in the eyes of our potential investors. What are your thoughts on that, Jay? Well, when I hear the word authority, just the word authority, my North Carolina, Eastern, Southern accent says authority means you know your stuff Mm -hmm. you know your stuff backwards and forwards and so let me springboard off of that thought in other words how can we play out what does that mean to know your stuff and how does that play into actually attracting private money because i'm all about attracting i'm not chasing i'm not begging i'm not selling amen so As an authority, when you are an authority on anything, what are you able to do? Well, if you're an authority on anything, you should be able to teach it. You should be able to teach what you know confidently, excuse me, knowing knowing your program. I call it knowing your your private lending program. 
And so you teach it to other people. That's how I attracted over $2 million in less than 90 days when I started out, is I simply started teaching people that I have some kind of connection with, either in my cell phone or my email list or my social media, or I go to church with them or whatever. And I started teaching them what private money is. I started teaching them what self-directed IRAs are. So if you're going to be a private money authority yourself, an authority in your world to where you can attract that money into for your deals, then there's a writer downer right there. You need to learn and know what uh, here in the U.S., what self-directed IRAs are, third-party custodians. The reason that's so important is because over half of mine and my wife's Carol Joy's private lenders are using their retirement funds to fund our deals. So you want to learn about that. So the reason I really, really emphasize that word teach and teacher is because when you are teaching other people what private money is, there's no fear of rejection. Mm. There's no fear. There's no fear because you're teaching. You're, You're simply sharing what you know. Now, that word know triggers this next thought. And that is to be confident, to be an authority in your world of private money. You need to know your program. Or what program am I talking about? You see, this world of private money, at least in my experience, is not a negotiable exercise or practice. What do, what do you I mean by that? What do you mean by I don't not nego- negotiable? I don't negotiate with a potential private lender <sighs> as to how much interest I'm going to pay, right? Or what percentage of the deal they're going to get, or or, or what? You're not putting out a smorgasbord or a buffet of different options for them, and saying which which fits you best. It's kind of like here's my program, and here's how it works. Exactly. Understand you properly. Yeah, absolutely. So knowing your program means, and it's like, I treat all my private lenders the same. So I'm not teaching this potential private lender over here, something different than I'm teaching somebody else. Because trust me, they talk, right? (laughs) So, so to become an authority, you want to know your program, right? I'm like, like, what's your interest rate? You know, if you, if, if you, if you're doing an interest rate thing, you know, What's your program? What's that look like that you are teaching other people as to, you know, what it is and how it works? So, Jay, that that is fascinating. Um, And I I like that you took it down that angle. I thought we were going to go down a different path. I like your path. Uh, Let's rewind a few years then. When you were first starting with this and you, you talk about teaching people, Somebody who's listening to this might think, okay, uh, how the heck do I get the students to pay attention, right? So how do I get people to actually want to learn anything about this, especially in today's Netflix, TikTok, TikTok, attention deficit environment we're in? So what what do you suggest to people around that, Jay? The first thing that comes to mind is how do you get them interested? Well, the same answer is to a different question. How do you start a conversation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you start a conversation? And so, you know, if you're just, you know, at a social event, you're out to dinner, you're meeting a friend for breakfast or whatever. First of all, give birth to private money. 
What in the world does that mean? When you have a baby, what's the only thing in the world you can talk about? Is that baby, right? Yeah, you're showing, but, but, it, but it kind of drives everybody else nuts, Jake. And it drives them nuts, right? You know, they, they don't care about your ugly baby. Or when you have a, you know, you have a grandbaby. What's the only thing you can talk about? It's top of mind. You yeah. see, attracting and raising private money is intentional. Okay. It is. It is intentional. So <clears throat> when I say give birth to private money, you just can't help. You just can't help but talk about it. So let's come back to that. What I was what I was saying, how do you start a conversation with someone about private money? Well, you don't start it with private money. Okay, good. Yeah, because that's, that's it. I, I know, tried that. I sucked wind at it big time back in the day, Jay, so you got a better way, I'm sure. So here's how to start your private money conversation. Yeah. I love did you know questions. Did you know questions? And when you ask a did you know question, you've already set yourself up as maybe not an authority, but you've set yourself up as I probably know something you might not know. Ah, smart. Right. So what, so does, that, did, what does that look like in the conversation with your buddy over coffee? What, what exactly. Like? So here's one of my favorite did you know questions. Did you know there's a way people can earn unlimited money per year tax-free, and then you shut up. And of course, they don't know there's a way. Yeah. They don't like, what? What? What are you You, talking about? You can earn tax-free money. But when they say no, which they're going to say no, then your next question is, have you ever heard of self-directed IRAs? Of course, they're going to say no. All 47 of my private lenders never heard of private money, never heard of self-directed IRAs until I started the conversation. and so. The follow-up question is, you ever heard of self-directed IRAs? Well, of course, they're going to say no. no. And then now here, they just opened the door for you to start a conversation about, well, have you ever heard of a Roth IRA? No. Well, maybe they have. They might yeah. They might have heard of a Roth IRA. Uh, yeah, they, that's bounced around a bit. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And so then that leads into me answering the question, well, how in the world could somebody earn tax-free money? And so give them the answer. You set them up. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting on the edge of their seat, getting ready to hear, hear something about making money tax-free. And you say, well, here's the way it works. Roth IRAs, of course, that retirement account is established with after-tax money. So whatever investment return a Roth IRA gets is tax-free. And you can have a Roth IRA actually in a self-directed IRA. Well, let me tell you what a self-directed IRA is, and there goes your conversation, right? Right. So, so that's your starter. Here's another, here's another good starter. Okay. Maybe not as good as that one, but here's another, here's another good starter. I tell you, man, I have been looking all over as to where the best places are to invest capital or retirement funds these days. And I have found it. Are you investing in anything these days? Are you in the stock market? Are you anything? I hope they tell me they're in the stock market. Mm -hmm. Because if they tell me they're in the stock market, my next question is, how's that working for you right now? I know the answer to that question. <laughs> how's that working for you right now? Oh, it's horrible. You know, it's like been like this past year and a half. Well, they just opened the door for you to say my next two questions, which was, 
Well, have you ever heard of separate IRAs? You ever heard of private money? And then there goes, your, yeah. there goes your conversation. Right? Yeah. Off you go. I love it. I love it, Jay. Gosh, I wish I had known you back in the day when I was fumbling and bubbling. Hey, look, bubbling. I wish I had known me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had known then what I know now. But for some reason, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> hey, here's 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 one of the big hangups or objections I, I hear from a lot of a lot of newer real estate investors, and you probably get this too, because you work with a lot of people that are looking to get started with raising capital, private money. They say, well, Dave, I don't have a ton of experience. I haven't been invested. It's easy for Jay Connor to do this. It's easy for Dave Debo to do this. They're, they're older, distinguished gentlemen with a little bit of that white stuff in their hair. They've been doing this for quite a while. But what about little old me? I've got one deal under my belt, or I've got two deals under my belt. How can I possibly justify somebody investing with me in one of my deals. How do you approach that, Jay? And I'll well, I'll share how I do as well, but I, I'm really curious. Yeah, I, I want to hear your approach as well. Well, I've got more than one thought that comes to mind from yeah. that question. First of all, if you don't think you're worthy, if you don't think you're confident to do a deal, nobody else is going to think so either. So Fair we got to start there. Well, yeah, we understand that, but they don't have the confidence. It's like, how do we how do we change that mindset? Right. So this answer that I'm going to give right now will increase your confidence as a newer real estate investor, one deal underneath your belt, increase your confidence, and it will also put your new private lender or investor at ease. Here's the answer. If, if you, as the real estate investor, doesn't pay them, the property does. That's why we don't allow. That's an important word right there. That comes from a position of authority as well. Mm. We don't allow our private lenders to loan us more than 75% of the after-repaired value. I didn't say 75% of purchase. Mm-hmm. But 75% of the after-repaired value. If you're combining your private money or private lenders, say with a hard money lender or traditional lender, you're still not going to be, you know, you're still going to be giving them a conservative position, right? So <clears throat> if you lose your mind and move to the Caribbean as the borrower, then your lender is protected because we're not borrowing unsecured funds. And then another answer to that is, If you're working with someone, if you're working with a mentor or coach, such as a Dave DeBow, well, guess what? You might have a business partner right there relationship. And now you can say, well, me and my business partner or my my mentor and coach, together we have done X number of deals. We've raised X number of dollars. And and you're protected because of, of the relationship that I have. So... I say leverage your relationships that you have with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are those are the thoughts that come to mind. Yeah. So I very I agree with you there for sure. And the the other thing that I add to that is a sense of perspective, right? A sense of perspective. Because again, as newer real estate investors with onesie twosie deals under a belt, and then we're we're hanging around with other real estate investors 
who've done dozens or hundreds of deals. We're listening to podcasts by Mr. Jay Connor, who's done hundreds of deals. We read books by Joe Fairless, who has raised a billion dollars, all this kind of stuff. So we kind of think that's where we have to be to start raising money. But here's my analogy. You with one or two deals under your belt, you're already ahead of, I think statistically, it's 95% of the general population. The last stat I heard, and take stats for what they're worth, right? But is that 95% of regular people have never invested in a single revenue property. Their own house does not count, right? A revenue property. So if you've got one or two deals under your belt, compared to all of your other non-real estate friends and associates, you're way ahead of them. So it's kind of like, Jay, this is a long time ago for me, but I remember when I was a little kid in kindergarten, okay? I was a little kid in kindergarten and the kids in grade two or grade three seemed like they had everything together. I mean, there I was sucking my thumb, having nappy time. And these kids, they could already print their names. They could add and subtract. They could tie their own shoes. They didn't have to have nappy time. They seemed like they had it all together. But in reality, they were just a few steps ahead of me in 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 life, right? So same idea. Your non-real estate friends are going to look at you and your experience and go, wow, that's cool. That's That's pretty impressive. So if you can bring a good deal to the table, and just like you were saying there, Jay, and you can show them what's in it for them for investing with you. They get they get all the benefit of your experience, of your power team, of your track record, of you doing all the work on this thing, and they get the share and the profits, then it really is a win-win, especially if they're secure on title and they got that that cushion of equity in there. It just makes sense. So I love what how how you show your investors that they're covered, that they're protected. And then if you combine that with the headset, head headspace side of things, realizing that you're you're already leaps and bounds ahead of these folks. You just got to realize that yourself. I think that'll help you clear up a lot of those cobwebs. I love that perspective because it really does all come back to the real estate in between our ears, yeah. doesn't it? It all right? does. And, and by you, by someone understanding the perspective of, hey, I'm in the top 5%. <laughs> Already with one little deal under my belt. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I love that boost in confidence by really understanding the perspective. Yeah. So, Jay, you've been in the game for a long time. You've been teaching and training people. You, I know you have an amazing coaching program around, around capital. What are some of the things that you've seen your students do? to really kind of boost up their credibility in the eyes of their potential joint venture partners. So are they writing books? Are they getting interviewed on podcasts? Are they starting their own YouTube channel? What what are you seeing these days that's working really well for people to boost up their credibility? All of what you just said. <laughs> but let me be let me be specific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what uh, back to knowing the program. All right. So, you know, I've got my program. I probably any program that I teach new potential uh, real estate investors. So one thing that my students do 
is when they're doing a group presentation, of course, like your students, we start out with one-on-ones, one-on-one conversations, et cetera, one-on-one meetings. But when it comes to that group presentation, um, having a professional PowerPoint presentation that makes you look good. Mm-hmm. I know you and your students have a uh, professional PowerPoint presentation. Um, I, I have mine as well. So looking professional, right? Yeah. Uh, that that all leads into the authority yeah. aspect, right? Um, so that right there. And, you know, as far as leveraging time goes, um, I've got students that are now having Zoom uh, trainings, and we call them trainings, Zoom trainings for people that are in their warm market that have their connections. And on those Zoom trainings, they'll use that professional, you know, PowerPoint presentation. And I have some uh, students that live in small areas like we do here where they don't even have a RIA. Well, you know, you automatically are automatically elevated in the perspective of authority. You go start your own meetup or go start your own real estate investing association. You are automatically seen as the go-to person, right? And you know, and you, and you don't have to know it all because guess what? You're never going to know it all, right? You're never going to know it all. So be a facilitator, right? Be a facilitator, be a host, be a connector. And there's a writer downer, the people that really grow their networks the quickest. And I do that and teach that as well. Like, you know, work with your, your current, your current connections, but how do you grow those connections? Mm -hmm. Getting involved in the community, be a servant. But when you are seen as a connector and when you're at a networking event and you can be connecting someone or just introducing people, like, you know, the Rotary Club's big, uh, big here in the States as well. If you get involved in the, in the Rotary Club, um, you see somebody new visiting, take it upon yourself to be the person that adopts those new people that are visiting. And I tell you another thing, Dave, yeah. to really set yourself up as an authority to have the credibility, join BNI, Business huh. Networking International. I have raised millions in BNI. I've got students that have that raised literally in the millions from Business Networking International and volunteered to be the education coordinator. You're going to have the stage and a spotlight 10 minutes every week to give a 10 minute or five or 10 minute talk on how to be a better networker, right? (laughs) It's just like Jesus himself said, the last to be first and the first to be last. You lead with a servant's heart and you volunteer in these organizations, you automatically are elevated to the top. Well said, my friend. I love all of that advice. Very, very, very wise. Uh, yeah, especially the RIA. I always tell people about that up here in Canada. So in the States, uh, RIA is a real estate investment association. Up here in Canada, we usually call them real estate clubs, real estate investing clubs, or or real estate meetups. Same exact idea. Go there. If you don't have one in your area, start one. But if you do have one in your area, here's a, here's a insider tip. <laughs> it's usually just a couple of people carrying the load for that club. So if you go in there with the servant's heart, like Jay's talking about, and you help out. So don't just be a passive attendee. If you're, if you're super introverted, if you're sh- super shy, no problem. Be the person who just takes, you know, registers people at the beginning of the meeting, just get your face there, get comfortable. And eventually you get up to the point where 
you know, if, even if it's just standing up when it's talking about deals that are being offered or opportunities or success stories, just share a little bit there so people can see that you're active, that you're a mover and shaker. Because let me, here's, here's another thing I found, Jay. I really want your perspective on this. RIAs and real estate clubs are awesome because everybody there has already drunk the real estate investing Kool-Aid, right? They've, they, they're they all on board with real estate investing as the way to go. But the 80-20 rule almost always comes to play. 20% of people there are actively doing deals and doing stuff. 80% of people aren't. They're sitting on the sidelines. They're too scared. They're too lazy. They're too busy. They're too whatever. They aren't doing it, but they want to. So if they know that you're a moving or shaker and you're doing something, that is one of the, the best ways to grow your network and, and get a shortcut to, to joint venture partners. What's your experience been with that, Jake? What, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, just by being a volunteer in those organizations, you're going to be automatically rubbing shoulders with the movers and shakers. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I love your idea. Volunteer to, you know, check people in at the beginning of the meeting. Well, if you volunteer to check people in at the beginning of the real meeting, you got to be there before everybody else. So guess what? You have just automatically made yourself be in a position to where you get to meet everybody. That's right. Right. Instead of coming in right when the meeting has started and then, you know, meetings over, people are ready to go home. What a great way to network and rub shoulders with the movers and shakers and everybody. If you're right there saying, welcome to the meeting and sign them, signing them in. I love it. I love it. Jay, you've been, we're going to wrap this up here pretty quick, but you've been doing podcasts for a long time. As a host, I think you got two shows. Or do you have two shows? <clears throat> no, one show. I'm not crazy. One, one show, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. I've got two shows, this one and, and my other show. But I know you've hosted. I know you've interviewed tons of people. I've had the honor and the pleasure of being on your show. Thank you very much for that. But how? talk to us a little bit about being a guest on other people's show. Do you see that as being a, a valuable way for people to kind of build up their credibility? not just expand their network, but be able to show that off to their existing network, say, Hey, I just got interviewed on Jay's show. Go check it out. What What are your thoughts on? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, podcasting, whether you're the host or whether you're the guest automatically for the host and the guest automatically elevates your credibility, right? Sort of like being the author, author of a book. Yeah. I know your students, you have a way for them to get their own book and their own credibility. I do as well. So anytime that you can do these types of things, be a guest on a podcast, uh, that's going to boost your credibility like instantly. And if you're a guest on the podcast, the host is going to send you the link to that recorded. And guess what? You've got that in perpetuity. That's evergreen. You can share that with your potential private lenders that, you know, as you are, you know, networking and et cetera. That's right. That positions you. So I'll just, I'll just do a shameless plug here. You guys, right now you're, you're watching our how to raise capital one-on-one show. If you're interested in being a guest on my other show, the property profits, real estate podcast, then I'd love to interview you. You can, you can check that out at Dave interviews, I'd love to have you on 
as a guest on that show. Now, Jay, as we're wrapping things up, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, a lot of our viewers, a lot of our followers are going, that Jay guy sounds pretty smart. I'd like to, I'd like to get me some more Jay. How could people do that? Absolutely. But first of all, I want to make sure that everybody knows that my name, Connor, I'm an ER, not an OR. J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R, Jay Connor. So there's a couple of ways to stay connected with me. Uh, first of all, I have recently finished writing my private money guide, which is called Seven Reasons Why Private Money Will Skyrocket Your Real Estate Business. You can download it for free at www.jayconner.com forward slash money guide jayconner.com forward slash money guide. And in addition to that, my own podcast, I'd love for you to follow me and check me out. Guess what the name of my podcast is? Raising Private Money with Jay Connor. Very, very easy to find no matter what uh, platform that you like to follow podcasts on. But yes, come uh, listen to the show, watch the show. We're on YouTube as well. But Check us out on iTunes, Jay, uh, Raising Private Money with Jay Connor. Awesome. And I'll make sure, Jay, that we've got all those links in the show notes. So if you can't remember all that stuff, just check out the show notes, click on the links. That'll take you to all things Jay Connor. Mr. Connor, as always, my friend, it is an absolute pleasure. I always love talking with you. I took notes. I learned stuff. We had fun. We're talking about raising private money. Doesn't get any better than that. Thank you so much for being on the show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dave. God bless you. All right, everybody. Take care. and We'll see you on the next episode. This episode is brought to you by MoneyPartnerFormula.com. Our Money Partner Formula service allows you to raise all the private capital you need to do all the deals you want while we handle the hard stuff. We offer reliable and affordable done-for-you marketing services that get you investor meetings booked without all the work. So go ahead and check out the website right now and then feel free to schedule a call with me and let's take your portfolio to the next level. Again, that's moneypartnerformula.com. Watch investor meetings pop up in your calendar. We handle the rest.